Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode eight of Healthy, Happy, Sexy. I'm your host, Angela Rose. I am a blogger from Toronto who has a YouTube channel and Instagram. And over there, I focus more on visual creativity with fashion, beauty, lifestyle. But here on Healthy, Happy, Sexy, I like to just do kind of a weekly recap, tips on how I think you can benefit from in terms of bettering yourself, just widening your mindset and just kind of a weekly recap of things that have been going on in the world and in my life. So I took a week off from last week's episode. Actually, there was no episode eight last week because of everything revolving around the Black Lives Matter movement. I just wanted to take a step back. Even if I was to touch on it last week, I just wanted to let facts and stories speak for itself, you know, let history speak for itself. And I think it was a really important time last week and to continue on researching for yourself. I kind of gave a more of a personal view on the topic on my YouTube channel, but I think it's more important to just let facts and stories speak for itself instead of just having a personal view on what is going on. It is such an important time to listen. And even before this movement, I remember hearing just horrific stories of people of color who have passed away in either mysterious ways or brutally violent ways from the authorities or the police or they have just been locked up in prison. And one thing that I got really deeply into researching last week was income prisons and prisons that actually make money from having more prisoners. That is why they go after so many young black males in very low income communities because they're easy targets. They will not have a good lawyer behind them or someone to defend them. They'll only have one that is appointed to them by the court. You know, they're usually not the best or can do the best for that person. So that's why you hear about so many people, not just men, who are in jail for the most innocent, minuscule crime, something as small as taking a chocolate bar from the store and they're in prison for life. Now I really see what Kim Kardashian is doing and trying to get these innocent people out of jail who really are not meant to be there, but they're there because, as I said, the more prisoners that are in a jail, the more funding that jail gets. So essentially, it's like a business, such a wrong business. These are people's lives, low income or not, they don't deserve to be put in jail for something they didn't do. I heard about a gentleman who was on Rikers Island, which is one of the most highly secure but brutal prisons to be in, in New York. It's like an island of New York. He was in solitary confinement for, I believe, two years and he was innocent and committed suicide because I mean I personally couldn't even imagine being in solitary confinement for more than two weeks especially knowing I was innocent I would go absolutely crazy so it's just absolutely awful because at the end of the day I believe a lot of it is about money and power if you're abusing those two factors as an ego booster or anything for the matter, then that is just so wrong. And that is where the term money is the root of all evil comes in. And, you know, when you really abuse power and trying to just find money, but based off a person's life, like you're throwing that person's life away when you put them in jail and they're innocent. I just don't understand how unsensible and heartless 
some people can be. And there's a million more stories, but you know, those are two that I was really focusing in on last week. So besides some facts, I don't want to even share any more personal opinions, but I do want to share some ways that you can help. One thing that I did was go to change.org slash George Floyd. If you just Google change.org George Floyd, there's a petition you can sign. They're almost at 18 million signatures. So something like that is really important to do. And the other website you can go to to actually donate anything that you can, anything makes a difference, anything within your capabilities, go to blacklivesmatter.com slash petitions And then in the upper right-hand corner, there's a button that says donate. So you can go right there. These are very reputable websites and those are ways you can actually make a change. You know, going to a protest I know is very moving and very real and raw. That's definitely one way you can really deeply feel the experience and all the emotions of everyone and what is actually going on in the world. So that is the first and foremost thing, the most important thing I wanted to touch on and just get that out of the way. I wanted to make sure you guys heard that. Now I want to jump into some topics and when I was writing them down this morning, I realized, you know, quarantine is really not over yet. I know some restrictions have been lifted, things, there's hope, some things are changing, which is great, but you know, it's not normal life and if a second wave comes, I really don't believe that We're going to get to experience, you know, normal life and freedom the way we used to until like 2021. I really wish we could just, you know, hop on a plane, go travel, live normal life. Unfortunately, that's not anyone's life right now. And I feel like we all need a little recap on how to stay sane. I know quarantine has really been wearing on a lot of people's relationships between their family and their partner. And I want to talk about what's the best way to cope. I know a lot of people change their living situations or they are changing their living situations. I have a lot of friends actually who are in condos and it's almost pointless being there especially if you live alone and you can't even go out into the city and do things do activities so it's almost like you're throwing away money especially if you're renting and especially if you're younger so I know a lot of people are changing their living situations moving back home to their parents maybe there's not a lot of room for you maybe you don't have the healthiest relationship with your parents or your family a lot of us are under stress and I believe that that stress is caused by anxiety of these not so pleasant situations that we're in. The first one I want to talk about is social distancing with your partner. Now there's two situations that you can be in. Either you're living with your partner or you're not and you are maybe both at home at your parents and at this point luckily um, probably commuting back and forth unless there's restrictions. You know there's some people out there who have critical parents and maybe their partner is living with someone in critical care. So if you're going to be crossing paths it's a lot easier for you to be contracting the illness and spreading it. So maybe your family just has told you not to even see that person or you are living with your partner and you're not used to spending this much time together. I know everyone's relationship is different. Maybe some couples are really truly enjoying the amount of time they get to spend with their partner but for most people you know you do need to have some space at some point and setting healthy boundaries I think is really important. One of the best things that you can do with your partner is actually to just communicate you know maybe just ask them if they're feeling overwhelmed if the space is starting to you know the walls are closing in on you guys if it's getting a little bit too crowded when would be a good time for both of you 
to take some space? You know, does your boyfriend like to game or work out? Maybe plan some time to actually spend together. Maybe have some nights a week to cook a meal together, watch a movie together. If it's getting a bit overwhelming, some of the things that I do to alleviate that stress of just feeling like you're always home or always around people. Personally, I like to go on walks. Just getting outside in general, I love going for walks or I'll go for a run or I'll go for a walk, which is really short, and I'll sit down on like a park bench for like half an hour just to get some fresh air and some sunlight and just reconnect with yourself and be in nature really, really helps. I know meditating has helped a lot of people. For me personally, I love either cooking or cleaning, just something to distract your mind. I love listening to music. Also in episode three of this podcast, Healthy Happy Sexy, there was an episode that I posted all about self-care at home and how to relieve stress in healthy ways. So I dive deeper into topics like that in that episode. When you're not living with your partner and you don't really need to set healthy boundaries because there's already mandatory boundaries. If you are allowed to see them, you know, a couple times a week, a few times a week, however much that you can, there are healthy ways to see that person. So nice that it's nice and warm and sunny early this year. I've been going to the park with my partner. You can do a takeout picnic, rollerblading, grab a coffee, going for a drive is even nice. I believe drive-ins are open. I thought that would be a fun activity to do. You know, just going to the park and relaxing, going to the beach. I believe beaches are open. You could go read there, tan, work out with your partner outside. It's really amazing how much stress and anxiety can be alleviated from just working out. And these healthy boundaries also go for being home with your family. So as I said, I know a lot of people who are moving out come the near future, they already have. Being back home with their family is not their ideal situation, but some things to make the best of it is to also have some healthy boundaries with your family. You know, create a space anywhere in your home if you can that is just kind of like your little private area and if you're someone who is more of an introvert or likes to be alone go there that is your safe spot some things that really helped me connect with my family was planning out family dinner nights you know one person in the family cooks dinner for everyone that night it's a new experience i talked about this in one of my older episodes it's a just a way to connect with your whole family maybe they haven't tried a dish like this before something to strike up conversation with your family have a family game night go on a family walk as i said the weather is amazing connect with your family just know that this is temporary and just to make the best out of the situation because there's always a silver lining in the situation and a lot of us have recognized that it's a really special time where we get to bond with our families in an unusual way where we're all kind of forced to be together so really take this time to be together and if you need space set some healthy boundaries um again communication is the number one thing to better any situation that i feel like a lot of us forget about At the end of the day everything is temporary and just to make the best out of the situation know how to alleviate your stress put that into action and just treat people how you want to be treated including your friends and family and one last thing that just came to mind is I know we talked about 
people in a relationship, if they're together too much or they're apart too much, and also how to cope with being your family. But if you're living alone, it's also a mental wear down on your mind because I feel like in a sense, it's some sort of like solitary confinement. I know a lot of people are still working from home. They are on like Zoom calls or whatnot and they are still communicating with other people. But a lot of people, you know, do have a high anxiety about the situation they don't even want to go out some people still don't feel comfortable with the amount of germs and you know I do think it is healthy to get outside a little bit germs or no germs you know just being careful you know whatever is going to happen is going to happen but you need to know how to take care of yourself first and I truly do believe getting a little bit of fresh air seeing other human people and a little bit of interaction in a safe way is really really healthy you know I think talking to your friends or family or just anyone communicating with anyone about your feelings you know educating yourselves keeping your mind busy because I know being alone can be really hard for some people maybe get into a small group have a small gathering it is allowed under 10 people and it is good to kind of keep those bonds and connections alive with people I think the best thing we all can be doing right now is taking this time to learn educate ourselves to a higher purpose to our higher selves and just taking this time to actually do something beneficial there's only so many movies and netflix we can watch and i think it's important to put into your routine something that's actually going to be beneficial so is that working out is that teaching yourself something is that learning something you want to just keep in mind to have the healthiest mentality that you can working out you know eating healthy communicating with your partner and your loved ones and just not feeling like you're so alone. I feel like that's how a lot of us feel that we're going a bit crazy and stir crazy, especially because we're feeling like we're the only ones. But trust me, everybody is going through something, whether it be the fear of the future or not being able to see their partner or just overwhelmed with the amount of people around them, you know, creative blocks for people in the creative industry. I've gone through that a lot. I feel like the more stressed out I am, the less creative I am and I never like to force myself to work because I am in the creative industry and when I do do that and I have the work does not turn out good. I know when I like force myself to vlog or force myself to make a podcast when I'm really really tired the content just isn't there and I feel like when you're in the creative business and you have viewers and people watching you they can see your mood and how you're truly feeling so it's never a good idea to force anything so one thing that I want you to focus on is knowing your limits because over functioning and just doing things because you know you have to do them but it's kind of the wrong time for yourself and your mentality really causes burn out so I want you to really recognize and learn and know your limits and how you work best for me I'm very grateful that I now work for myself because I feel like that's really the best possible situation for me I work and perform better when I'm at my best so I'm always trying to be the best version of myself so my content 
can be the best version of itself and I can be ready to go each and every day. But I know a lot of people, you know, work for someone else and work a full-time job. So even if they're not feeling the best that day, they still have to show up. They still have to put in the work. And that is what causes burnout. With all this time off, I know people still have to take their vacation days and I would strongly urge to use them on days that, you know, you just mentally need a break. I think it's so important to get into a routine and just know what works best for you because once you learn that about yourself, you'll get more done. It's about when is the best time to do the things that you need to do. So if that means eating three meals a day, what times are the best for you to eat at? When do you go to sleep? When do you wake up in the morning? When do you work out? When do you get ready? When do you do your glam? When do you do your housework? When do you clean your house? When do you do your laundry? Everyone needs to know what works best for them and how to balance their life schedule. And that's when I feel like things really fall into place for the best version of yourself. When to do things that works best for you because if you're over exhausting yourself you don't have a good routine you're just trying to do a million things in a day you have like 10 lists and you never get to check any of the things off on them it's clearly because you don't have a routine or know what works best for you I feel like people get frustrated with themselves so what has really helped me is that I have a daily agenda it has actual time slots it has every hour of the day in it so if you're really struggling with planning out your day or you just have endless to-do lists with never getting anything accomplished I would highly recommend writing down at what times to do everything so that you stay on schedule and if you are repeatedly doing that for you know days and weeks after week then that is what is going to naturally create a routine for you and let's say you wanted to get up early it's going to take time to get used to that let's say you want to start waking up at 7 a.m it's going to be a struggle for the first week two weeks but once you start waking up at 7 every day that's just natural it just it comes natural to you you wake up at 7 and you don't even have to set your alarm clock so once they become habits your life will become so much easier you know your routine you just do it and it's not about thinking about it or dreading it come morning but you just do it i think once you create the best routine for yourself you're not going to feel overworked and you're functioning too much and you're getting drained all the time and you're tired all the time once you have that routine down packed it's just going to be a natural cycle. It's just like you're naturally riding a bike, cruising along. It's easy. You're not even thinking about it. It's like muscle memory at this point. I think creating a routine can be really, really beneficial, especially during quarantine. You just wake up, you're happy. You just get your stuff done. You don't have to think about it. Also on working from home and how to have a productive work day, I feel like a lot of people are working more because there's nothing else to do, especially people without kids. You know, they're just working all day and all night more than they were when they were going to the office and actually going somewhere than going home. I feel like you have that separation. But now because a lot of people who aren't normally typically used to working from home are kind of their work becomes their home and like they don't know where to draw the line and I find this very toxic especially for bosses to do to their employees because I feel like a lot of them they're entitled to ask their employees to do things and they know everyone is at home doing nothing because we're all in quarantine so they think they can ask them to do things over the weekend or even past six seven o'clock and I mean if you're willing 
that's fine. But I also do believe in healthy boundaries between work time and also personal time. So make sure you remember to also set boundaries with your employers if you are having issues again back to communication with your employer communication with everyone so you can definitely have those conversations if you feel like you're being asked too much just because of the circumstances that you're under and people know that you're at home you know don't let your work become your home and your home become your work definitely still try and set those boundaries in your own home have a designated work area you know pull out your laptop when you're working and when you're not set it all away and turn your home area into a zen one so you can really kind of feel that separation and feel like okay it's relaxed mode and you can turn your mind off from work because I do believe in a healthy balance you just don't want to be overworking yourself because that's where the anxiety comes in and the stress I hope you guys can learn from this episode to recognize those things and learn about boundaries learn about communication learn about yourself and how to sort of de-stress and what are the best things that work for you because everyone is different. So really take this time to reflect on yourself. Take some time away from everything. Connect in nature. The weather is warm. And, you know, just do a monthly review of yourself. How are you doing? Check in with yourself. Check in with your friends. Check in with your family. Make sure you're doing the work. Make sure you have a healthy schedule get on a schedule because it will help you and just remembering to do things that are healthy for your mentality and things that will actually help you grow I know we all like to distress and relax and sometimes throw in a Netflix show or whatever but also take some personal time and do things that are beneficial for your health for your mind learning knowledge things that will actually help you in the future that aren't work-related but are truly beneficial. I'm going to wrap up today's episode. Again, guys, don't forget at the beginning of this episode, I touched on some Black Lives Matter resources that you can do. Go to change.org. Besides the George Floyd petition, there are a ton of other cases and petitions that you can sign for other people of color and their situation and just any situations in general that need your help by signing a petition you can also donate go to blacklivesmatter.com and you can find out really reliable places to donate if you like today's episode and if you like healthy happy sexy please go leave me a review and rate this podcast on the podcast app i would really really appreciate it and i'd love to start hearing some feedback of what you think of the show i'd also love to hear suggestions things that you want me to touch on and my views on that topic. So thank you so much for listening. I will be back next week for episode nine. My name is Angela Rose, and I will talk to you then.